Again, my name is Imani. I'm the curator of the exhibition. I am joined today by Talia Shetri, Matthew Gamber, and Michael Villarose. They also have work in the exhibition. The MISA, the, the main thesis is that you have these formal elements, you incorporate the visual complexity, technology, and vocabulary of conceptual color art photography. And this is what black and white looks like after color. And that's where the whole title comes from. So once we have this type of image, then what does it mean? How does it fit? And what does it do? What does it say? And I think that the, the strongest argument is that it comments on the use of large-scale color photography as like the default choice. It's very in vogue to make a picture that way. So what I'm going to do now is we'll start with Talia. Um, each person is just going to talk for about five minutes about their work, um, about their process, and the sort of some of the larger ideas that they're addressing. My name is Talia Street, and those are my photographs there. For this particular body of work, which is very different um, than some of the other works I've made, for me, I was, you know, I was interested in the idea that these were photographs because they were printed on silver gelatin paper, but that they were never, uh, there, there was no imagery. It literally was me playing with Photoshop's gradient tool, and there was no start, you know, I just opened a blank page, and that's where these images came from. And I was interested in kind of, like, kind of what photography is, and how there's, it's so hard to describe. One of the things that black and white photography does really well is that it accepts light. So I try to get into that logic a little bit more, and I try to figure out how to think about how um, early photographers might have been dealing with how light gets transcribed onto paper. And some of that history involves this weird transmission between moving from this romantic and this empirical idea about nature and science and, and information and moving that into this modern era where it becomes this kind of structural um, information based and becomes a commodity and becomes something that we can sell. I, I was just thinking about when you were talking, when, uh, when we were at school, I think it was at this sort of point, like when you were trying to figure things out, I remember when you were making those TV photograms, that uh, someone was like, why are you doing that? Why are you still, like, we were the only ones in the, I think in the dark room, uh, at all. It's a pretty private place to be. If you yeah. want to store stuff there, that's where people would put it. Yeah. put it in this one dark room. Like, yeah, no one ever went in the dark room. And uh, I actually left stuff there for a year. I left school and came back and found it. Because uh, it didn't bother anyone. Um, but you were, you were like, I don't know, I'm just trying to figure out what I can do with this. Like, why I should be here, you're trying to figure it out, like, how to be in black and dark room and what kind of things coming from that, from this, uh, from these experiences that I'm trying to make things. I think with my work, um, it's not necessarily um, specifically concerned with the sort of monochromatic presentation as much as it is with the sort of history of dealing with the traditional print. So with this project, um, the project is, is about this idea of the photographic edition. So the word edition is a photogram, it's a, um, 
you know, from a transparency of the text edition, its light is exposed onto the paper, then I develop that and I have a set of just editions without, and they're not numbered, they're an open edition, okay? Then I give them over to um, a painter who numbers all of them, and then that doesn't really close the edition, it actually just makes it another piece. Did you yeah, also like it's, put it's, it's, you should. Can you also like put a fingerprint on one of them as like Well they got messed up. Oh. So, I, I mean I, I didn't know that. I mean they're not necessarily intentional, but uh, I mean I'm kind of dirty, so I got some like I, I don't know if it was me or I mean there's so many people that have been handling this, like any other piece. Um, the the printer, myself as an intermediary in a sense. And the painter, um, when I got, when we were sort of sending it to get mounted, I noticed there was a fingerprint. And actually, we were talking about what I should do, and I realized that it sort of just adds to the right. to the horror of it. Because it's there's a genuine, it's, it's another thing that added to it being unique. Yeah, at the uh, opening, a, a woman came up to me and she was excited about the, the fingerprint uh, uh, piece. Because for her, she was like, oh, because she didn't see them on the other ones. She was like, oh, that's probably like what she wanted to talk about. And she got really excited. And I was just like, wow, people, there's something about a unique piece, no matter, you know, as we just said. Um, so I wanted to talk a bit about uh, Black and White's decline over like the last 25 years and how that has sort of freed up black and white today to be something else. It's sort of went on hiatus, took a break, and artists can come back, rediscover, reconsider it, and, and, and change it and push it. Uh, my question is, how do, you, how do you think it has affected the way people look at it now? I think a lot of people start to romanticize it when they find out that it's no longer gonna be a common thing anymore, a common tool. So to pick up on what you were asking, along with black and white photo making, came with a set of tradition and a set of rules that were built up over a series of years. You, know, you had to work in this kind of tradition where no one would understand about how you were working. Well suddenly as it that audience kind of dries up and that tradition slowly dries up. I think also something you had mentioned earlier about um, it's such a direct relationship between light and the material, and I feel like, you know, that's essentially what photography is. And right now, I feel like we're in this time where experimentation is really big, and, you know, the introduction of digital photography has made us kind of look back at what um, the, the medium has always been. At, and at the same time, I feel like, you know, and I just said this earlier, but I feel like photography is so hard to describe. It's so, I mean, a photogram, why is that a photograph? Why is this a photograph? This is really hard to figure out. So now we're kind of like looking back at what it was to begin with and trying to expand. I was on a train last night going home and I saw a guy um, and he was listening to a, a old school like Walkman, but he had a, uh, he had the iPod headphones with him. So he wasn't all the way with it. You know, he was like, kind of like he found it and I saw like the tape moving around in it and I was just like, 
work like this. No, it's a new market, you're right. It's something that's new, it's informed by all this other stuff. Because there's a whole other market for vintage prints. Yeah. There's like well, vintage prints. I don't prints. think it's a market necessarily, but it's just a completely different movement. Right, right, right. Which brings me to, you know, um, what are some of the issues you think that uh, you see could be potential problems for them or issues or? The main thing that's going to change is that the fact that it's manufactured stuff. Like you go and you buy film, just the same as you go and still buy color film. Or you go and buy paper, or you go buy chemistry. Well, they, I mean, that stuff's already pre-mixed and it's there, you go to the store and you buy it. And it's been that way for years and years and years. But now it's going to be more to where you'll have to get into maybe more about maybe, again, making your own stuff or trying to mix your own stuff. You know, I don't really spend that much time in the dark. It's, I, 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 I think Italian place has a lot more to say on something. Um, well, I think, I mean, I'm not even sure really what they're talking about anymore, but, <laughs> but I think that, um, but, you know, I feel like there are a ton of people that, I don't, I don't think that photography is something that is really um, logical a lot of the times. You know, I don't think shooting 4x5 film is logical, but I don't think it'll ever die. Even if digital gets to that point, it's not going to die. It's but not going to be popular. But the film is, I mean, there's like waiting lists for like 5x7. Five by yeah, five, well, 5x7 five is not difficult. 5! <laughs> 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 but you know, 4x5 like, won't die. I really believe that. I think because there's people who are diehard traditional people and it's it's not about, you know, the quality not being um, not being there, but they just genuinely like the process. And I think, you know, there are a lot of photographers that really do like playing chemistry and just those basic things. And so I don't, you know, I think it'll be harder to get paper and it'll be harder, but I don't think it'll ever die. And on the topic of you know, the market, I honestly, I've never um, met someone who was like, oh, you know, who felt like a black and white print was harder to sell or something like that. I feel like as long as it's, it seems like, right. you know, the vision is complete. I think when you bring up the idea of black and white, people have certain, yeah. yeah. Remember I don't think people will be like, because it's in black and white. Black and white! <laughs> Remember when we were, in, we were in Basel and we were at the booth and the way the booth was set up, you would come around, sorry, you would come around this side, and now he's right here. And, you know, we had color work here, we had Michael's work here, and we had uh, Michael Barrowall's work on the left side. And people would come in and watch their response. They would, they would ooh and ah over uh, Michael's and Ann's work, and then they No, it was different work, yeah. It was his work, it was totally different color work. And then they would look over to to the light boxes, and you could just see them being like. And I think there was one or two she people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were one or two people there who had interesting things to say about the work and wanted to talk about it. But for the most part, I, I found that putting that that work next to this really highly colored work. You can see the difference um, in people's response. Uh, but I think we're gonna take some questions now and wrap it up. Uh, Tim. You really think that that has to do with those being black and white and not that just people didn't connect with the light box? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if it was. I mean, that's really what a lot of what this show is about, a lot of 
what we're trying to say is we don't know yet because I I know if, if those were kids in fire hydrants, I would have got a lot of like oohs and ahs. Right. Oh, I think I I think if they were in color, people would have had more questions. So I I don't want to definitively say because they were in black and white they had a problem. But I do I will say if they were in color, maybe it was an issue of there's all this this color work and like they just didn't understand why it was even in the booth. I don't know, but um, it, had me think, it had me think. It had me. It. I also feel like this this work required a lot more of a commitment too, as well. You you had to like deal with it a bit more. Uh, but in my experience, they just seemed to be. You could see that they were a little baffled and. And, but once you, once I would say to them, oh, these are light boxes, they do this, then they would be like, oh. So it was like this weird education, educational component. Yes, Dan? I would, I, I would, I would say that that would be absolutely linked to the, to, you know, abstraction photography is really interesting and how that has, although people have, you know, definitely done that, that hasn't been a, a movement. Um, being that like it's such a new thing compared to painting, like pa painters got bored way, way a lot longer ago. Or so, so and also looking at the parallel of when um, abstraction emerged in painting, and looking at people um, like Rothko and where it kind of bled into minimalism, I think that the, the kind of pair between um, abstract and experimental photography and color with this other component of being kind of conceptual black and white photography as well, I think makes sense and is historical, just not within the same history. Also in the 50s when um, painting was abstract, or that was movement, the, it was really self-referential. It was about the paint, it was about the action of painting, and that's also a rise in photography right now. I feel like referring, you know, keeping the language within the capabilities of the medium.